Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We missed you today. We could have used you. <laughs> yeah. uh, tough day for the Falcon. Entertaining game, I think, for a week one game. Right. Pretty high quality of play. Uh, but unfortunately, the Falcons on the losing end of a 38-25 decision to the Seattle Seahawks. Welcome to the postgame breakdown brought to you by AT&T. Shock, I never thought I'd see you again. It's good I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's good to be back. Like he said, I wish we could have had more fans here today. would have been uh, useful for sure. But uh, we're glad to be here. It, th this was a tough week one assignment. Yep. Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson really punished the Falcons, especially when they went on that third quarter scoring run to put the game away. I do think there are positives to take out of this for the Falcons, but you really have to tip your cap to guys like Russell Wilson, uh, and Jamal Adams <laughs> really, really hurt the Falcons. Yeah, uh, I mean, coming into this ball game, you knew Russell Wilson was going to be a handful, and he did a good job. He was accurate today. He didn't really hurt you with down-the-field throws till later in the ball game. But I, I like what the Falcons did. They did mm -hmm. some things where they kept him inside the pocket. They rushed him with four and forced him to throw the football. He was just an accurate guy today and played really well. Very unusual day. The Falcons had three receivers all go over 100 yards on nine catches. Matt Ryan, a 450-yard day. But unfortunately, not enough. Let's get to the highlight. And we'll kind of take you through how this game unfolded. And it started optimistically for the Falcons, a long field goal by Young Way Koo, 49 yeah. yards. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want to start the ball game off with points. You probably want touchdowns, but to start a ball game off the first drive and get points was big. And then Tack McKinley, and this is a promising sign, three sacks in the first half for Atlanta. Yeah, one to get after Russell. They just surprised him a couple times, and uh, the ability to get to him. Like I said, a lot of this happened with just a four-down rush, so you were able to put more guys in the coverage, and Grady and Tack were able to get home. Sack and a half for Grady Jarrett in the first half, but this was one of the back-breaking plays of the game, an early score, and it was Carson Two touchdowns from Russell Wilson in the first quarter, and that was the second one. Yeah, they used that to, to really to their advantage, and you, you like the way they, they went down and did that. Now, Russell Gage was a, a very, very good player in this ballgame. I thought he had some big-time catches, and my man, Todd Gurley gets his first touchdown as a Falcon, and this is something to be excited about in the red zone, in the end zone, getting a chance to jump over and – now he gets his first touchdown as a Falcon. And an industrious day for Todd Gurley, too. He had 14 carries, that touchdown. He also had five targets in the passing game. There is that split sack, Dante Fowler and Grady Jarrett. So three sacks in the first half of Russell Wilson. Unfortunately, though, for Atlanta, none in the second half. And Jamal Adams, uh -huh. that's the only sack Seattle had all day, by the way. This dude was all over the field. I, I thought they had at least three or four number 33s on the field for Seattle. So it, it was unfortunate to see him out there. He made some plays. But that was the final play of the first half. Another field goal by Young Way Koo from 49 yards. 14 to 12 at halftime. Seattle would get the ball, but you thought, okay, Falcons might have a chance. Uh, and in the second half, after Seattle got a couple touchdowns on the board, there is Calvin Ridley with a touchdown. Yeah, Calvin had a big day as well. I thought he was explosive. He ran and caught really well after the catch. But this was one of those moments where Isaiah Oliver and <laughs> as well as the young rookie A.J. Terrell will learn D.K. Metcalf getting an inside release and beating him on a go route and just not able to catch up with him. And that was kind of the backbreaker. The Falcons, though, they kept fighting. You have to give them credit. But fourth down conversions, that's the second sack by Seattle. Yeah. The fourth down conversions. The Falcons 0 for 4 on fourth down today. Uh, and Seattle, it felt like they scored off everyone. Yeah, you see the old Addy veteran right there in Greg Olton uh, getting a touchdown there late in the ball game as well. But you mentioned it. Being 0 for 4 offensively on fourth down will hurt you in every game. This is the fake punt that Sherrod Neesman got the first down yardage, but then he fumbled. Yeah, he, they did a good job. They just put the hat right on the ball, and he ends up coughing it up. That's a guy who doesn't really use the run with the football a lot, so uh, it's tough. 
And then in the late going, there is another touchdown for Calvin Ridley, his second of the game. Unfortunately, though, not enough. And the yeah. Falcons end up losing by 13 points. And this is one of those weird kind of opening season games where you miss an extra point. So yeah. now you got to start chasing that with a two-point conversion. You miss on that. And yet, in the fourth quarter, Falcons were still getting stops and yeah. going down the field and scoring. And, and when they got the onside kick, even though you're, <laughs> you're without timeouts, you, you have that feeling, hey, maybe something crazy could happen. Tons of positive to take away. I, I love the way this team continued to fight. And that's the number one thing. They were down early, down a little bit late, but they continued to fight on both sides of the ball regardless of the situation. And a lot of guys showed up. Grady Jerry played really well. You love to see that. The usual and Julio Jones stepped up to the plate and played really well. So there, there are guys who are continuing to play at a high level on this football team. All right, let me get the quarterback's perspective here. I had Dave Archer on the radio broadcast bring this up. You had Matt Ryan with 54 attempts today yeah. and was sacked only twice. Yeah. So from a protection standpoint, very positive signs yeah. from this Falcons offense. Yeah, you, you held up really well. I thought the nucleus of that group was really well. You know, Carpenter and as well as Hennessy, they were swapping out throughout the ball game, but you couldn't tell. And being able to have those guys interchange and then also have the consistency up front and not having your quarterback on the ground a lot. And we know last year he was sacked over 40 times. So to not be on the ground as much was a positive. So that's something to take away is this offensive line will continue to get better as long as they stay healthy. And we saw in that highlight package there an early sack by Tack McKinley. I know Tack might have been one of the more active players on the field for the Falcons today, which is very, very good to see. And the one thing that you got to realize is if you don't, you don't get all the sacks, sometimes the pressure are just as good. The Falcons put a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. They hit him. They get him to the ground. They force the ball out of his hands a little bit sooner than he wanted to. That's why you saw a lot of dink and dunk sometimes from Seattle because he had to get that football out of his hands. So Tack and that front with Grady and, you know, Dante Fowler, they're going to be something to be reckoned with once they finally get their groove and, and get some more sacks down the line. This is a tough spot. For mm -hmm. both teams, really. You didn't have a preseason, right. so you have a lot of unscattered looks. Right. Seattle made a lot of changes in the offseason. And two of the big plays that really hurt Atlanta in the first half when Seattle scored on both of their first quarter possessions, you had like that option run by Russell Wilson that went for a long game. Right. And then you saw the touchdown by Carson. Again, every look is unscouted right, right now because it's the first game of the year. Uh, but these are things without the benefit of a lot of film that are going to catch you maybe a little bit surprised. And, and the one thing Seattle did was they tried not to use Russell Wilson as much running the football. And that one particular time where you forget about Russell and they run that little zone read and he keeps it and runs for a big yardage, that's some stuff that you got to continually keep in your mind when you're playing a guy like that. you got a guy next week in similar fashion who has some mobility, so you got to make sure you remember that as well because they're going to watch that film and see exactly what happened this week. The Falcons got a little work to do, but I, I thought this was a game where even though it was your first one, you got a lot you can look at and say, hey, bunch of positives. We are going to talk about that Dallas game in a moment here on the postgame wrap-up. I uh, want to get your thoughts on the rookies. It felt like Seattle wasn't trying to challenge A.J. Terrell a whole lot, yeah. but Terrell did have a few opportunities today. What did you think about him? You know, I thought he held up pretty well. Uh, uh, he had a couple catches on him where they were running over routes. That's tough on any defensive back. And those are the ones that you got to find a way to just try to stay in the, the hip pocket of that particular receiver. But I thought he held up well. I thought he came up and tried to play the run really well as well. This is a guy that will continue to gain confidence. We know he has confidence, but playing in the National Football League is totally different. He will find his stride and play even better than he did today. But like you mentioned, it was unusual for them not to try to test him, especially early in the ball game. 
uh, with some deep throws or some double moves like they, they end up getting them later in the ball game. Yeah, I'm just going through the draft class here. Davidson was inactive today. You mentioned Hennessy. Let's talk about Michael Walker. Yeah. He didn't play a ton, but yeah. when he got in, he was very active too. Yeah, he's an active guy. He's athletic. They put him down in the box. You can see him and kind of Keanu in that same kind of mold of just athletic guys who can run, that can hit. These are two guys that are going to be really fun to watch, but I like the way Walker plays. They put him in there next to Debo, and he's going to run. He's going to hit. He's going to be exciting to watch. And everything we heard from camp was all positive about him and the things he's done. Great ball skills. He will continue to get more playing time as time goes on. Is it okay if I shout out the punter? <laughs> <laughs> punters matter. They change the field position. I, I thought Hoffrichter, I mean, he had a really big punt out of the end zone uh, down Bomber. there. Yeah. Uh, really from the goal line, hit it 60 yards. That was a really, really big play to flip the field position. So I think the rookie class in general, from top to bottom, first pick to last pick in the yeah. draft, showed very well. Yeah, I think you got a lot of production out of them, all those guys. I thought they came out and showed their ability and showed why they're on this football team. You know they went out and got they scouted them really well, so you knew coming to this ball game they could contribute, and today they did. And as far as the new additions are concerned, we talked about Gurley, and uh, you know certainly we talked about Dante Fowler. We showed you the half sack that he had. Uh, there were a few others though. Hayden Hurst. You know the tight ends weren't really targeted a ton yeah. in this game today. But I think we've seen some signs that, that Hayden Hurst is going to be reliable for Matt Ryan. I thought actually there was a little bit of a bad break oh on an goodness. uncalled pass interference. It that was two of them. Yeah, there, there were at least two times where Hayden Hurst had opportunities where he should have been called, I thought, for pass interference. I thought he had a spectacular catch where he laid out forward on a deep over route. He is going to be a guy that has the sure hands, and Matt's going to be even more comfortable with him as the season goes on. But Hayden Hurst is a big physical guy, and I thought at times – he had a, a mismatch that they weren't really uh, accounting for, and he should have had at least two PIs in this ballgame. Yeah. Okay, take me through it from here now. The Falcons, it, basically this was training camp and an odd preseason into <laughs> a game. Now you'll come back Monday for Tell the Truth Monday, right. and then you're planning ahead to Dallas. We'll put the Cowboys on the back burner for a second. During Tell the Truth Monday tomorrow, mm -hmm. when the coordinators break down the film and they put it up on that screen in that socially distanced indoor facility, <laughs> because that's how they're doing it right now. Yeah. What do you think are some of the things that are going to stand out, uh, both on the positive side and maybe on the correction side? Well, well, I think there were some times you had some missed opportunities in this ball game. There were times where you could have capitalized on good field position. You could have capitalized on them making some mistakes on the back end. And you're going to actually, like you mentioned, tell the truth exactly what happened. You're going to see the film. The field will never lie. And these guys will have to improve from week one to week two in the National Football League because they're going to say, hey, here's an opportunity for you to make a tackle. Here's an opportunity for you to fill a gap or fill a hole or make this particular catch. you got to make sure you get it done. And I might be crazy uh, because I know the margin was thinner last year yeah. after that Minnesota game week one. Yeah. But to me, I felt like the Falcons had a more complete game today, four quarters, than they did against Minnesota in the season yeah. opener last year. Now, of course, the Falcons turn around week two. They beat Philadelphia. Right. So they use that as a springboard. But it feels to me, and again, this might be optimistic, the Falcons are in a better place going into week two 2020 than maybe they were going into week two 2020. Yeah, I think you had tons more questions last season than you did this year. Last year, Matt was hit so much in that first game. You wondered, would he make it to week two? Would he make it to week three? I think this team is built for that. And I think they they showed a lot of good things out here today. The score won't determine that, but when you turn on the tape, there are going to be some things you say, if we did this, if we did that. I know every team can say that, but this is a team, I think, from top to bottom, the way they're built are made to play and win ball games. I think they will do that. If you're looking for another silver lining, 
Carolina lost to Las Vegas, and you have New Orleans and Tampa playing. Yeah. So there's only going to be one team in the NFC South that one and zero right now. Yeah. Or zero one and one. They take a win. Tie, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, so you haven't lost too much ground in the division either. This yeah. was this was a game when the schedule came out. We thought okay, and, and Seattle's going to be tough. That's what I said. Seattle's a good team. I mean, we saw today defensively how good they are. How they fly around. They have some guys on that side of the football that's going to be tough to cover. They're going to be tough to get after. And Russell's always been a guy who's tough to defend. They got some big-time receivers on that outside, and Pete Carroll always has his team ready to go. So this was, a, I think, a good opening game measurement to see where you are and who you know you can depend on. Because you, you didn't know that going into this ball game because of no preseason. This gives you an opportunity to know which guys you know can fill in certain spots to play a bigger role on this team. No, I'm with you. Okay, Dallas. They will play tonight. We can all go home and watch them now. They're yep. going to play tonight at the new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles against the Rams. They're a pressured team. Yeah. They are a really pressured team right now. And I, I like the point you made about Dak Prescott. I, I would imagine from a preparation standpoint, the Falcons have kind of already been through this oh, from yeah. a scout team standpoint. So the, the plan will likely be similar, I guess, going into this week of practice. Yeah, and you, you think coming to this ballgame, I thought Chris Carson ran well for them. Mm -hmm. You're going to have another back next week in Ezekiel Elliott who's going to run just as physical. you got another quarterback who – Kind of has a chip on his shoulder, to say the least. You know, his, his squad not paying him. He's going to be looking to put up big numbers and play really well. But this is, a, like you mentioned, I think this is a Dallas team that is looking forward to this season and playing at a high level. Here's the one thing I'll point out statistically about what happened today in the Falcons against the run. Seattle had 84 rush yards, mm. but only one play of more than 12 yards. That's and good. that was that Russell Wilson run. So and that's a positive. Yeah, <laughs> that's big good. time. <laughs> Okay, so that will be the next game for the Falcons. It will be 1 o'clock next Sunday in Arlington, Texas, and then we'll be back here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in two weeks with uh, the Falcons hosting the Chicago Bears. We miss you. We're hoping <laughs> to get you back really soon. It wasn't the same without you. But, uh, hey, uh, we're off and running in the 2020 <laughs> season. It was an on-time start to the season, yeah. and it was done safely, and that's a big victory for the Falcons and the NFL as Looking well. Looking forward to many more and more wins in this building, and hopefully we can get our – Rise up, fans, back in here. I'm with you. Okay, for <laughs> DJ Shockley, I'm Mike Conti. Thanks for joining us for the post-game wrap-up brought to you by AT&T. We will see you next week.